You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Ladies and gentlemen, you can flee the country, you can change your name, you can twerk it to the Monster Mash. But nothing, nothing will save you from Halloween diabetes. That's true. I got the diabetes. Someone's losing a finger tonight. (laughs) I was thinking more leg. A finger. I was thinking I'd I'd lose a leg tonight. I don't know if I've ever known a diabetic person who just lost one finger. I've heard I'm losing a toe. Or a leg. It's it's normally like in lower extremities. Half a leg. Half a leg. Okay, I'll say half your leg. (laughs) But we have to have a brand new Reebok on it with a nice brand new bleached white sock and send it to Vancouver on the water. (laughs) I take half your leg. Trade your races. My reasons for your leg. <laughs> hmm. I think you know. I was thinking today. I'm like, I really want a Reese cup, but I also want Janet Jackson abs. I'm going to eat a Reese cup while I think about how to get Janet Jackson abs, and I think that's the best <laughs> plan I have right now. Reese's or Janet Jackson abs? Just sing hmm. some Janet Jackson. <laughs> it's all for you. I really, really want it. <laughs> Peanut butter, chocolatey goodness. (laughs) I don't know, man. She probably eats Reese's. Dude, in her off season, she does because, like, she, and this is no knock and no judgment. She's a real person. She will, like, when she's going to go up on tour, she's going to be like, she's like chiseled hard, like Michelangelo just carved her out. And then you see her in the off season, like, 40 pounds heavier, like, hey, guys, <laughs> moo-mooing it up. <laughs> Got that all moo-moo on. She's like, that's okay. I'll just crash diet again and, and do it again. <laughs> it's so healthy. But, no, I get it, girl. I yo-yo, too. Yo-yo-yo. It's weird. This is the Halloween edition. Halloweeny, y'all. Mm-hmm. It's hard for uh, us doing a Halloween episode, only because we talk about creepy shit all the time. <laughs> What got creepier? All year. It's Halloween for us all year. It's raining dead babies from the ceiling in Detroit. What do we do for Halloween? Like, talk about something normal? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it rained today. It rained all fucking weekend. (laughs) I went to the Monroeville Mall where they shot, (laughs) no, they shot uh, Dawn of the Dead there. Oh. Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead. And, uh, uh, I went there because I was doing a signing in Pennsylvania on Sunday, and it didn't start till one. And I I was in Monroeville, and I didn't realize I was in Monroeville until a Snapchat filter popped up, and I'm like, I'm in Monroeville. Though well, the mall can't be that far away, so it was like four miles. I'm like, well, yeah, I want to go to say I win. Hell yeah! So. I'm driving around the Monroeville Mall trying to look for the scenes where they did this and that, where they drove in that big semi truck and unloaded all those people and all this stuff. I could, I recognize the parking lot. I recognize some of the side doors. But when I went in, I'm like, I don't see the fountain where they found that twitching zombie and they called him a twitcher. And it was like, everything changed. So I'm like, this is boring. And it's 11 o'clock. I know it's Sunday morning kind of but it's almost noon 
Nothing is open. And all Walmart, well, they, 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 all mall walkers. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> it was all zombies at the mall. Zombies so, at the mall. <laughs> <laughs> Meet me at the mall. It's going down. It's going zombies down. At the mall. <laughs> so the only thing that was open was like a Macy's, and I don't, I didn't have a winter coat. <laughs> and I was wearing hoodies the entire time. So, long story short, I got this Michael Kors coat at the Monroeville Mall, just to say I did. And also, because I got a Michael Kors coat for 80 bucks. <laughs> Originally, 215 Holy crap. And I got it at the Monroeville Mall, which made it even more special. And then I wore it into the signing. They're like, where'd you get that coat? <laughs> looks new as hell. I said it is. <laughs> so anyway, so next time you go to Vegas, I don't want to hear any excuses about how you didn't go to Zach Bagan's haunted museum. I totally failed you. <laughs> Again. Again. You went to the mall, but I want you to go to this museum. <laughs> and if you're not familiar and you haven't heard any of our shows before, <laughs> Zach Baggins from, uh, what's it called? Uh, I always, Ghost Hunters? I, yeah, which I always get his confused from another one that has a similar name to the it. The gay so. one? <laughs> Did that ever the take gay off? hunters? <laughs> Did that ever take off? I don't know. I don't know if that was like, I don't know if that was a real thing or just something to get rid of. Or a parody, yeah. But Zach Baggins has his own haunted museum that he has taken collected items that are supposedly haunted and put them into this museum. And actually, it just won an award, I believe, for the best museum in Las Vegas. The most haunted museum. (laughs) The best haunted museum in Vegas. (laughs) There's only one. You win. (laughs) The coveted best haunted museum in Vegas. So... Does it, do, do they have um, the, what's her name? The doll? Yeah. Yeah. What's her name? Uh, oh, it's Annabelle, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he has An- Annabelle. Um, I'm pretty positive. He's got, he tries to buy the things that he considers the most haunted. He has a quite a quite a collection, and we had talked about him before because he has Charles Manson's teeth, I believe it was. Oh, that's right. And um, I think he actually has another th- piece, which was that painting with blood on it. That was Charles Manson piece. It matches right now. <laughs> the blood painting. Some grandma uh, is gonna buy horror. it. Horror. And also, uh, if you've heard of other shows, we've established that grandma ruins everything. Because she's always the one buying the haunted object, <laughs> bringing it from another country, and just cursing the entire family. I would like to buy this painting. Uh, it matches my nail color, which is blood red. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> feel great about my fireplace. Grandma unleashed the hounds of hell. <laughs> and happy Halloween. <laughs> grandma so what What have we learned halloween's a tribute to grandmas <laughs> <laughs> i don't think anyone realizes there's, this there's okay there's mother's day but there's no grandma's day so i think halloween should be grandma's day they're like you got your day when you're a mom <laughs> <laughs> right? but halloween is grandma's day 
Because you got one foot in the grave. And... You got one, one foot in the grave. Huh? The other day. On, the other, you got your one foot in the grave day. The other on a banana. You're almost the dead. The other on a banana peel. Just whoop. We bought you a banana peel. <laughs> How much money you got in that bank account? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> we bought you a banana peel. What the hell? Try it out. <laughs> Don't mind the hole right next to you. <laughs> Oh, Grandma, they mean well. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you guys make it so shallow? <laughs> you know, it just comes back like the thriller video. <laughs> Darkness falls across the land. Here's your banana peel. Here's it back. Here's a what? Here's it back. Oh, <laughs> I thought you said something. Else. I don't know. I don't uh, mm. I Pass this down generation to generation. <laughs> That's the family banana peel. <laughs> Killing old women for centuries. Right. How'd your, how'd your mom die, banana peel? The old banana peel. Oh, yeah. It's like the new natural causes. <laughs> the new natural causes. <laughs> Heart attack or banana peel? You decide. So, like we said in the past, we really should have a sponsored Netflix because we promote their stuff so much yeah. that we need to get paid here. But there is a new series. Um, actually, it's not. I don't know if you really consider that a series because it's only ten episodes. Yeah, you would. Okay, which is it's only one. Yeah, because Netflix rates for. Um, they do the BBC thing where they rate for story, so they could have short seasons like that, or oh, oh, you mean like it's just ten season, ten episodes, and that's it. Yeah, like that's gonna be it. There's as not far, gonna be as another far as season. I know. That's what. People make it seem like it was it. That's still the serious. Um, so there is a new series then, and it's a house, the house on haunted hill. Yes, ma'am. And I've only seen two episodes, so I'm only two episodes in. Um, partly because when I started watching it, my boyfriend does not like horror stuff, and pussy. <laughs> the only reason I even got to watch it was because uh, he said, oh, watch whatever you want tonight, because he's trying to get on my good side. Except for that. <laughs> I said, whatever I want, like, whatever I want. Oh, yeah, whatever you want. And then I was like, oh, yeah, it's going down. I saw this on my eye, like, <laughs> five days ago. I've been holding out. And I turned it on. He's like, oh. He was like on the edge of his seat. Um, like super dense. <laughs> I that? hear it's so gripping. Um, I've, I've seen the movie from the 60s. I've read the book. So I'm dying to see this show. Oh, you haven't seen any of it? No. everyone. Okay. T- like, I, I want to reread the book first, but I don't think I'm going to get a chance to. I'm just going to dive um, right in. So far, it's it's really good. Uh, I like it. And kind of fits the theme of the week. Jason saw the entire series. Said he was really emotional at the end. Hmm. Um. Yeah. I. I. I mean, the first episode I liked a lot, and the second was pretty good. Um. Was a little bit slower moving than the first. And I'm excited to see the third episode because someone said, if your boyfriend doesn't like the first episode, and when he watched it with you, do not allow him to watch the third with you because he'll get really spooked. So I'm interested to see what third episode is about. Now I hear it's about each episode is about one of the family members, 
and it's you you're generally emotionally invested in these characters. So the only problem I had with this series was that um not to give anything away, but I mean the whole premise of this story is that it's uh I believe there's five kids in this family and they're in this this house that appears to be haunted and there's the mom and the dad and and like I said I believe it's five children so you see them as their adults later too and how things have affected them and continue to go out throughout their adult life um, and then they reflect back on their childhood and the things that happened in that house so um, the, the problem that I had was that they kept going in and out of childhood and adulthood that sometimes they didn't, to me, they didn't introduce the characters properly and they were just throwing characters in there and then you're like, well, hold on, who who was that? Like, was that right. one another one of the kids? Was that a friend? Like, Nothing was I mean, clear. Eventually, as you get more towards the end of the first episode, it starts becoming a little bit, okay, okay I think they have five children. That was That was them as they were children and this is them you know mm-hmm. it starts becoming a little more clear but it's confusing there in the beginning hmm. did you see any of it Jess the house uh, on Haunted Hill Street? yeah I watched the first two episodes I think we're on three I, th- <clears throat> I think I'm on f- going on four or five or whatever did you feel like it was confusing at first yeah it was especially because I'm like I have really terrible eyesight so I <laughs> like because all the I mean they did make the well they did pick the actresses to look you know pretty similar or whatever so that one kind of threw me off a little bit but uh i don't know it's so far a good storyline and it i mean i think it's the third or fourth episode was actually creepy and it takes a lot to scare me but okay. i like jumped a few times that's, and like slid probably... down in my seat because we had the window like open behind us and it right. creeped me out <laughs> well i've heard grown men say that they were disturbed that's probably the episode she's talking about she said she thinks it was the third one my coworker who said don't let your boyfriend watch the third episode with you if he was freaked out by the first because it just gets worse in the third. Um, yeah, it's it's really good so far, though. I've been wanting to watch it for a little bit. Damn it, I just need to watch it. <laughs> I, let me launch this Kickstarter that launches Halloween. Um, it is good, too. It's addicting. So I intended on watching one, and then I ended up at like three or four. So <laughs> I've been going between that and then Californication, which... I know it came that out a while fantastic. ago, but oh, David, I love David, David Duchovny. Yes, and you know what's funny is that Jeremy got me into it because he's like, "Well, can can we watch something else after we watch the haunting um, house on Haunting Hill? Was it called the Haunting of Hill House? Is the yeah. Haunting of Hill House? Yeah. Oh, I keep that saying that throws it wrong. me off too because the movie. You okay, know? yeah, I keep saying it wrong. Um. He wanted to watch something lighter, and he and he's like, "Oh, have you ever seen Californication?" I'm like, "No, but I'm a huge David Duchovny fan because mm-hmm. the X Files cool. and such." Mm-hmm. And he goes, "Oh, you just want to see him with his shirt off?" I'm like, "Maybe." Mm-hmm. The first time I ever heard the term, <laughs> yep. who doesn't? I okay. ever heard the term "sex addict" was when David Duchovny came out as one, and I thought, "What's the big deal?" I'm a pusher. <laughs> like I didn't take it seriously at first. Right. Uh, you know what's funny is is. Uh, <laughs> Jeremy's like talking about David and I said oh I remember when he came out as a sex addict and he's like what he came out as a sex addict when I'm like well that was a while ago when he was married he was one of the first yeah like he was married back then and uh, 
I'm like, I just remember that like that was yesterday. So I started watching this and I've been binge watching it. Like I said, um, I'm probably in the third season now. But man, he is sexy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, so fine. <laughs> like, yeah. Leave me alone. I All I had to say was that he was sexy. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, a really good show. That was on Showtime. Mm-hmm. Showtime's had some good shows over the years. Mm-hmm. I like the way that they made his character. Um. David Duchovny's in that show. Like he was, a, he seemed like a womanizer, but at the same time, he he still cared about women and you know helping people and such. He's like uh, America's favorite like douchebag because he does really <laughs> douchey things, but you're also like, oh, it's okay because you're David Duchovny, and your <laughs> right. character does have really, really, really great deep parts to them. They probably right. had nobody else in mind for that role at all. They're like, well, if we, you're not doing the show, then it's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> and we both saw Halloween. Did yeah. you see Halloween? No, I haven't. I wanted to, and I'm like, oh, finally a movie. I'd actually spend money to go see like at the theater, mm-hmm. but. So, my sister and I went to see Halloween, and I love her, um, but... (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be great. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I've ever actually watched a scary movie in the theaters with her. I'm I'm trying to think of if I've ever actually gone to the movie theaters with her. And (laughs) we were sitting there, and first of all, I haven't been to... the movie theaters in, in quite a while. So I was all taken back by the new seats and all. <laughs> like I was in a different world. But um, we get in there and I'm sitting next to her and the previews come on, whatever. And then the show starts and it starts getting a little, little, you know, not that scary, but a little bit. And she's like, oh my God, uh, there's a baby. Do you think he's going to do something to baby? Oh my God, stop. <laughs> Shut up, Brandy. Then she's like, that girl, she's she's that one girl, like, and then says that her name or something. I can barely hear her. First of all, and I'm like, what? And then she's like, oh my, oh my god, don't don't go in there, don't don't do that. Why, why would you do that? No, no. run, run this And then she's like covering her eyes, and she's like, oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> The Ying so Yang Twins I, horror album. <laughs> I take her arm down from her eyes. And I'm like, watch it. <laughs> <laughs> you pull her eyelids open. <laughs> Why we pay good money for this? <laughs> You're gonna watch this. And I go, I go, shh, shut up. <laughs> She's like looking at me. And she goes, what? I said, stop talking. <laughs> She's like, oh. I just don't want to feel like I'm alone. So that poor thing. <laughs> Afterwards, she's like. Yeah, that movie was okay. I go, you would not shut up the whole time. Like, I hate the people who talked all the way through the movie, and that is you. I'm that person. Don't ever watch a movie with me if that drives you nuts, because you'll be like, Jessica, I will stab you if you don't I w- shut I'm up. Like, I don't care. They the can't house hear when you. You're like, when you're watching a movie with your girlfriends and stuff, and you're like, oh my God, that guy, I don't yeah. to talk. But I'm like, in the movie theater, it's like, you're eating your popcorn and stuff, and my sister's just like, oh my God. This is exactly why I don't go to movie theaters. <laughs> like, I can't even hear anything that's going on. Like you're louder than Jason right now. Like I can't. Um, and he's murdering people and they're screaming. Yeah. yeah. You mean uh, Michael Myers? 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, actually, somebody, like, when I left a review, somebody in the comments, I said, no oh. no spoilers in the comments. And somebody I goes, said Jason. I can't yeah. believe Michael Myers was Jason the whole time. <laughs> Oops. They're more, uh, whatever. They're, I they're big and silent. <laughs> Michael Myers. Silent sorry. Dang it. I'll say the wrong name. But um, <laughs> she goes, I only, I only do that at um, scary movies. <laughs> so we, we can go see another romantic comedy and I won't say shit. I won't even laugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Brandy. But, you know, like, I, things sometimes scare me and I usually want to, like, look away and look down. But it was more, like, I think Casey had said this before online, too. It was more predictable scary. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times I'm like, oh, yeah. You know, that's probably going to be happening right now when this, you know, whatever the situation was. So I was more watching. That's why I'm like, Randy, put your put your hands down from your eyes. Come on, watch it. <laughs> um, I think that for me, the only thing that was a little more freaky and somewhat scary was more towards the end. When it was more startling. Yeah. Well, because then you're in close quarters. Yeah. So, I mean, without giving away what happened. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it was funny because there was, uh, she was about, I want to say she was about 13 year old girl in the movie theater. And first of all, if you're at the movie theater, I really hate this. <laughs> I'm trying to remember how this I song... really hate you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> you know, MGR and how they play that, uh, Fun for the whole family, blah, 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 blah. (laughs) More fun at MJR. And these people were like. Oh, yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Clapping. It's more than just a movie. It's a big night out. Clap, clap, clap. Yeah. These people were doing that. And I'm like, please stop. I know. I hate that. At first, I'm like, oh, that's funny. And then I'm like, shut the fuck up. You guys are the ones that clap when the airplane lands. And that's such. Oh my God, shut up. I thought about that too because uh, I think it was you that <laughs> said that. Was it Heather or something? That- oh, yeah. Sent, I sent you a meme that said, Good morning, everyone, except for those people that clap when the airplane lands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought about that as I was in the movie theater and people were clapping. I'm like, What the hell does that mean? We didn't die? <laughs> Yay. Uh, <laughs> so, this 13 year old girl, she's. Um, as we're walking out of the theater, I'm behind her and she goes, you know, it really wasn't that scary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm like, if a 13-year-old girl is saying that. <laughs> right. It was more violent than anything else. I mean, if you're into that, you yeah. know, I mean. Special effects. Right. So I felt like it started real strong. Ended kind of strong. But here's the thing. And this is in the previews, too. you got three generations of Lori Myers. Chicks, right? I thought it was going to be like Tom Savini's Night of the Living Dead, where Barbara does a twist, and she gets all locked and loaded, and these chicks just start kicking ass, right? I got 10 minutes of that. I wanted 40 minutes of that in the film, because what I got instead was a 20-minute school dance sequence that went nowhere. In which, by the way, everyone in this movie is ugly. <laughs> Except for Jamie Lee, who is old as shit, and that should tell you something. 
Like <laughs> these dudes, I'm like, where did they get these actors? Are they working for free? Yeah, there's a lot of like you're into this dude, really? This kid? He looks like a middle school science experiment. Get out of here! <laughs> oh my god, everyone on screen is an eyesore. It was a horror movie. I was more scared of them every time they was scared. Ugh! Jump scares, but then this chick next to me, God bless her. Um, see, the jump scares didn't land for me either because normally I'm I'm a sucker for that shit. I'm like boo. I'd be like Brandy, mm-hmm. you know, like covering my eyes. But like you said, I saw him coming. Like here comes a jump scare, and when it hit, this girl was like, Bleh! and I was like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> like huh, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bleh. I feel like the, I mean, the storyline was good as far as the setup of it. Um, too much screen time for Michael Myers, too. I wasn't that scared of him because he's on screen so damn much. Well, there he is again. Yeah, that's true. It's like I I need scenes without him. That way he suddenly shows up like, Ta-da! like I want to say stuff, but then I feel like gives it away. Right. <laughs> Trying to say some stuff with it. Well, it had its like, moments. Kind of boring. Definitely a rental. I mean, see it. You know? I mean, I, I enjoyed myself. I had my large bag of popcorn covered in ranch seasoning and my peanut butter M&M's and went in my sweats and had a good time. Just, <laughs> just sat there in my recliner. I tried to sit in the handicap section because I wanted to be away from people. But then I'm like, no, because you pick out your seats online now. I'm like, oh, that's snazzy. <laughs> and uh, I just sat at the end of the aisleway, and this chick, I could tell when she would just sit down, she's like, oh, over here, because it was right next to me. I'm thinking, I don't talk. If you, if you won't <laughs> talk, I won't talk. Just shut was the hell up. Was there a lot up. of people there? Mm, it was a, uh, yeah, I would say it wasn't a packed house, but there were quite a few people there. But my whole thing is, Teenagers stomping up and down the stairs. They can't just oh. step lightly. Stomp, 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 stomp. <laughs> Jeez Louise. <laughs> Sit down. <laughs> this is my sister halfway through the movie. Um, I'm going to go for a refill. Be right back. <laughs> and I'm like, right now? <laughs> you know what? This is too much. It's too much. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. She's cl- probably closing she her eyes. She's in like a scary part and walks through the whole <laughs> Like walks through the aisle way. I'm like, come on, sit down. Oh, Grandma Brandy, <laughs> love her, but it was funny. Oh man. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Well, um, yeah, I liked seeing um, Jamie. Um, back she's on always screen, good. Yeah, and none of it was. She fault. was a powerful woman. You know, they made her. Well, it, she was an executive producer, it said, on that movie. Um, and I like how she wanted herself to be powerful and, com- you know. Right. Not be this weakling who, you know. I totally thought they would have opened up Lori's daughter's childhood a little bit more, but I thought that would have came out a little more, but. Anyway, we should probably stop divulging information, but yeah, it was a movie of moments. So there you go. Well, so you would basically say see it or don't go see it or 
Uh, wait till it comes out on. <clears throat> wait till it comes out. Yeah. Okay. I would do that. that. I would say go see another movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you want to spend seven bucks at the theater, right? If you want to spend a dollar or two at Redbox, go see it at Redbox. Yeah, when, when it Red comes Box out, it, for yeah. sure. A Redboxer. Yeah. If I actually like leave my house to like go see a movie at a theater, it better be good. Mm-hmm. So lately, people have po- been posting about Redbox and how um, people are taking the actual CDs out of the movies and uh, photocopying the uh, D- or the games or the DVDs, like the movies, and just pasting them on um, like a blank CD to make it look oh, like, like burning them. Yeah. Well, not even there's nothing on the CD. They're taking the real CD of the movie or the game <gasps> oh, and keeping it and putting it a out. blank CD with a photocopy of that movie or the game and putting it back in. That's so ghetto. It really is. That's like high-tech ghetto. Yeah. People are like... Nerd opening. ghetto. <laughs> I guess Nerdy you can ghetto. call Redbox and they'll give you at least one free you know, rental, but... How are they going to prevent that? I, the thing is that <laughs> they... I'm guessing they just assume that the last person who rented it wasn't just returning it when they found, you know, that this was done, that they must have been the people who did it since they didn't say anything. So how can you prove that, though? And because if you're Redbox and you're like, okay, the last person must have been the person who did it, usually I'm sure you would charge it to their account because it's a credit card. So you would charge the fee of that total price of that movie or the game, right? Right. Say it was a $17 movie or a game or something, you'd be like, okay, $17 to your account. But how can you prove that? And someone could say, well, that wasn't me, and I'm going to fight this. Right, and you know they would. So maybe they just take it as a loss because they make a lot of money off all this anyways. It's easier just to replace it on their own. Yeah, but how how much... How many times are you going to take a loss on that until you say, okay, no more red box? <clears throat> right. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure. It takes a couple people to ruin everything. So, in the spirit of Halloween, uh, there's a lot of Halloween parties going on. and. <clears throat> Kids are, parents like to dress up their kids, and when they're really young, they end up dressing them up with whatever they like, instead of the kids having a say, because, you know. Um, <clears throat> but there's this guy who dressed up his son for a Halloween party and caught some flack for it because it was oh, an no. out of taste. Adolf Hitler. <clears throat> uh I don't know why every time I get on the mic, I'm like, eh, eh, eh. like I got a hairball on my freaking throat. Um, yeah, <laughs> a father is apologizing after facing backlash over dressing his young son as Adolf Hitler. Oh, Halloween. yeah, called it, <laughs> called it. I, I totally did not read this article. I was just like, it's got to be Adolf. <laughs> Bryant Goldbach of Owensboro. Kentucky posted pictures of himself and his five-year-old son to Facebook before a holiday event on Thursday. He first attempted to defend the costume choice by claiming the family enjoys dressing as historical figures. Shut up. 
Goldbach said the family was threatened at the event over the child's Hitler costume and his own Nazi uniform. So the father dressed in a Nazi uniform as well as dressed his son into an Adolf Hitler costume. Come on, folks. Because the thing is, if he didn't dress in that Nazi uniform and you just put a derby hat on the kid, he would have been Charlie Chaplin. (laughs) True. Take off the Nazi patch and give him a cane and, yeah, he's a Charlie Chaplin. Right. <laughs> Why would you say that? They knew what they were doing. Come on, they just wanted the press. Right. I was thinking that too. I was Get reading real. this. I was like, hmm. You knew that that was going to cause some controversy. Why would you take him to an event like that too? It, yeah, because they, they wanted press. Um, Watch this. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> so the family was threatened over the costume and he was criticized. Uh, criticized saying that he was messing with fire. Later, Goldbach offered a more consolatory tone when he issued an apology, according to Cincinnati.com. It was in bad taste for me to let my child to wear that. Probably for me to wear that. It didn't occur to me. Probably. <laughs> Come on. Uh, he said it didn't occur to me. How does that not occur to you that a figure that killed m- millions you know, try to wipe out an entire race of people. Right. Wouldn't offend anyone. Um, <clears throat> I thought it was bad decision on my part. <laughs> Goldbach said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. Um, here is the picture. <laughs> Casey and Jess. Of, Oops. Um, here's the dad. His son's uh, face is blurred out. Oh, you know, obviously see this. For give, give me this. Give me this. <laughs> Oh, oh, yeah, that's good. Give me that. <laughs> Come on. The thing is, that Nazi uniform, too, looks very expensive. I know. I was like... It looks very... He probably got that from one of those giant... Nazi.com. <laughs> yeah. The Nazi Emporium. Um, Nazi Depot. It, probably, like, one of those... It's, like, an antique mall where you see... <laughs> yeah, the antique child's Adolf Hitler costume. No, the, the, the dad... Oh, okay. where you see like, oh, these like, are what? in yeah. like the the World War Two memorabilia. Yeah, that's I was what like, it was like they both like. look really, or it looks. It like, doesn't look like a Halloween costume that was, you know. It looks like the father's dress blues though. Was he in the military and then put a Nazi thing on? There? I mean, that's literally what it actually looks like to it, me. Yeah, it looks and like he a got some uniform. riding boots to go with it or something. Right. Like he defaced his own dress. Yeah, clothes. it definitely looks like a professional um, attire, as far as like you said. Um, what what website is this? This was <clears throat> local. It was on local ten dot com. Come on, um, guys! It says ABC. It was published actually today. At 11.59 a.m. <clears throat> so, if you go on this website and you look at this picture, you can tell us what you think. But these don't look like cheap Halloween costumes that you would buy off some website for sh- shits and giggles. Like, these, I mean. Wh- they this, spent the a sun- lot of time on this. The sons look lo- the sons. Costume looks like his looks like his his dad put him in just a mm, a suit 
and put a little thing. Um, I don't know what you call that, but the cross and then the uh, a swastika. Well, no, 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 the one that's the on his chest. He has one too. Oops, sorry. I don't know. Oh that. yeah, it's the uh, an iron cross, but it's not. A, so his looks like, like he just has thing. a it's... business suit on, or like a church suit. Yeah, a, cert, a suit on, and his dad just put those two things on him just to add to it. Right. And, but then his dad's look like yeah, some kind of. I like how the dad's outfit. not blurred out, but the kid is. Well, because he's a legal adult, <laughs> and he. <laughs> He can be punished, but the child is innocent. Right. right. Yeah, because some people, I mean, they would consider that child abused. I remember, gosh, um, they went to court over this. There was a, a couple who wanted to name their child Adolf Hitler. Why? Yeah, and then they, the, um, the hospital told them that they couldn't do that. They're like, well, you have no right to tell us what to name our child. And well, they went we to just court did. Over it. <laughs> right. Like, what? That's so weird. Why would you want? I mean, did they want somebody to like end up killing their kid one day for what they named him? Like, maybe they wanted the press, like, he's, he's... yeah, it's all just yeah. the press. <clears throat> Some people just should be sterilized. So, <laughs> like, where's, I... the, where's the mom? Right. Where did she go as? Oh. Ava? <laughs> I don't know. She's the one taking the photo. <laughs> She's like, you guys can do whatever, but I'm going to say all this photo, you know. Uh, um, <clears throat> so, yeah, the, I mean, I get, uh, the kid's going to remember that the rest of his life, too. That's going to follow him around. Can you imagine? Here's the family photos. Oh, remember that one time when little Charlie got... <laughs> News story because we dressed him off as Adolf Hitler. <laughs> Weren't those good times? Oh, God. I did some jail time for that, but. <laughs> I... So there is a flower that is called the corpse flower that stinks like dirty diapers to bloom. Yep. I know those. Oh. You do? Yeah. Huh. You looked it up. No, I, I've, I've known, like, that's what people describe it to me as. I've never smelled oh. them, but I don't know what they were. I are, but. Oh, okay. I was like. Smell like dirty please diapers. Please tell me that you actually saw one before. <laughs> well, where, like, I don't know where they're grown at. Where are they grown? Um, so, this one says Hanover, New Hampshire. Just in time for Halloween, a rare corpse flower that gets its nickname from its putrid smell is expected to bloom next week at Darth Mouth College Greenhouse. Named Morphe, the Titan Aram, is native to Sumatra's equatorial rainforests and has a long pointy stalk with a skirt-like covering and tiny yellow flowers at its base. It blooms just for several days. When it does, it has an odor described as rotting flesh. A decaying animal or even soiled baby diapers. The plant is decorated with bats, spiders, and an arm reaching out of the soil, holding a sign that says, help me. Yeah. <laughs> it's been growing several inches a day. By Friday morning, it reached 71.5 inches. Ugh. Visitors can go to the greenhouse or see the plant at Darth Mouth's web- webcam. Can they smell it, though, like when the wind blows? 
Ugh. Probably. Is it filling the air? I think once it, it, it actually blooms. I don't think you can smell it till it blooms. I don't as far as I can I'm understanding. Ugh, never the fifteen year old the lime green <laughs> and burgundy plant. So it's fifteen years old. Uh last bloomed in two thousand sixteen and before that in two thousand eleven. Last time it reached a height of seven feet six inches. Mm, good gravy. The wow. older a corpse plant gets, the more likely it's going to flower more often. Greenhouse manager Kim DeLong said. Morphe's getting bigger too, DeLong said. After the last bloom, the plant grew a large leaf that reached 10 feet, 3 meters, nearly touching the greenhouse ceiling. The leaf stayed open for 13 months and was busy photosynthesizing and storing up energy. Once the leaf died in June, greenhouse staff reported Morphe's swollen underground tuber, which weighed 80 to 90 pounds. In 2016, it was only about 30 pounds. Um, So... (laughs) Could you imagine, like, working in there? Go take care of the flowers and water them. This thing is bloomed, it, it bloomed, bloomed right for in your 13, face. 13 uh, months, it said. You used to smell stinky, rotten oh. flesh baby diapers. Rotten flesh baby diapers. <laughs> Detroit smell. Right. Oh, God. Uh, no, but which, by the way, too there's, soon. there's been no follow ups with that. With the. Detroit's probably like, let's get rid of that real quick. Let's not talk about that anymore. Uh, well, you'd think by now, like, they'd have some sort of DNA test going on. What is up? Like, well, so where did they all come from? We talked about this story, if you haven't heard of it, which I'm sure a lot of people have. And if you haven't heard of it, I mean, do you have the internet? <laughs> but uh, Detroit, there was a funeral home and they discovered the corpses of children, mostly toddlers, right? Um, or fetuses? Yeah, fetuses. Um, I couldn't remember if they were toddlers or fetuses. In the attic, was it? And the only reason they found it was because there was a new owner and they kept smelling a rotting smell, a bad odor, and it was discovered in the attic. So now they're investigating, trying to figure out why this was going on. Um, then I was on the internet and looking up some stuff. Um, and I messaged Casey and I'm like, oh, I found this other Michigan uh, place that where they found fetuses. Yeah, it's like a trend all over Metro Detroit, um, which is weird because human trafficking has also become recent. Like, high-rise trend in Metro Detroit, unfortunately. So, let me find it, because it's a little while back in our conversation, but I sent her the link, and here it is. Okay. Yeah, infant, infant, I can't talk, infant corpses. Um, The building has been vacant for two years, and contractors found the remains while performing Asbestos removal work. Oh, Owasso, Michigan. Mm-hmm. More human remains have been found inside a Michigan funeral home. Third such instance in just the past two weeks. Which, what? Third instance. Okay. There was the one in Detroit, the one in Owasso that we're now talking about. What's the other one? Um, Because they say third instance. 
I didn't hear about third one. I only heard about two. So now I'm curious. Unless they just, it was a typo. Um, in just the past two weeks. In the latest case, the remains of two small fetuses were found within a decades-old box within a formal, former funeral home in Owasso, about 80 miles northwest of Detroit. The building had been vacant for two years, and contractors found the remains while performing asbestos removal work. The city wrote in a Facebook post Monday that the remains were inside a box in an abandoned second-floor apartment of the former funeral home located near State Route 21 and South, I'm going to say this wrong, Shiawasi Street. Markings suggest the box is 50 years old. 50 years old. Man, that was a long time. Um, the workers notified local police a preliminary investigation by a county medical examiner revealed both fetuses were about 20 weeks old. The identifi- uh, identity of the fetuses remains unknown, and the vis- investigation remains ongoing. This is third. They can say it again. This is third such grisly discovery in Michigan in recent weeks. Last week, a police raid uncovered fi- sixty-three fetuses at Perry Funeral Home in Detroit. Most of them had been packed together in unrefrigerated boxes. You know, it's got to be. Oh wait, the- here's people. the other one. I didn't, I guess I didn't I miss this. Sorry. That's right. Um, so the Perry funeral home and then the other one was a week before that. The remains of nearly a dozen fetuses were found at the Cantrell funeral home in Detroit. So Perry funeral home in Detroit and Cantrell funeral home in Detroit. The bodies were tucked away in a hidden compartment in a ceiling at the Cantrell one. It had to be people that could only afford the funeral and not the burial. And they're like, well, we'll take care of it. And they're just like... What made you shove them in the attic? How is that many places doing that, though? Is this something that's like an underground thing between, that's, like... It's just like the feet thing with Vancouver, man. It's, like, it's just the feet. Just in Detroit, too? It's, it's just like, in Detroit. It's just the fetuses. All these Detroit people are like, let's, let's be, uh, you know, <laughs> shady. Are these, like, uh, illegal abortions? Like... Where it's it's posted like it's it's after the time that this should come out of your body kind of thing. And they're like, well, we'll, we'll just take them to the funeral home. Like what? Like I'm just wildly Spurs speculating. Stillborn babies, right? Um, but either way, it's like it's got how, well, yeah, it could be a slew of stillborn you- babies and like, uh, like I said, I I don't know. They couldn't afford the burial. Who knows? That's just really weird. If you know anything about this, because I actually didn't even, you, you see how I skim through things sometimes when I'm like, my I got ADD going, but um, <laughs> I didn't realize there was three different ones. I mean, I knew the two, this recent one, which was the Owasso, Michigan one, um, and then the two in Detroit. But if you have any information as far as why you think this is going on, especially why in Michigan, uh around Detroit area because I don't think that the Perry Funeral Home and the Cantrell are the same owner. Mm-mm. So it would They're make, it would make more sense if they were the same owner because right. then the owner maybe was being shady and doing this at multiple locations, you know. But it doesn't make as much sense to me when they're not the same owner because unless, 
I don't know how tight knit funeral homes are, but you're all just on the same shady level of hiding. And you had to know one day that that was going to smell like hell. Right. We'll just stuff them in the ceiling. And how could you walk away from that? No I'm going to take notice. this dead baby. Like, first of all, holding a dead baby for one. And then two, shoving it in the ceiling. Three, walking away from that, knowing each day that there is a dead child in the ceiling. Were they embalmed? Because, like, how long does it usually take for a body to smell if they've been embalmed? That's the thing is that they found that they were, like, some of these were embalmed, I thought. So, I don't so know. So, that's what makes that me think usually... about they couldn't afford the burial. Because if they're the embalmed, like... This is really morbid, but how long does it usually take for a body to smell if it's been involved? Well, okay. I, there we go. I'm like, it's not showing me a window to answer it. Hello. Hello there. Hey, it's dance- Halloween ghost call. <laughs> <laughs> it's creepy when someone calls. I know the way it it's sounds, really and then and the- calls. stop calling. Should You're I scaring talk like me. This the whole time. <laughs> The calls are coming from James's apartment. Because you can't see a name you at first. You want and it's to like... know what's going on in the news, lady? Yeah, what the hell? Do you oh, know something about these babies in the ceiling? Guys and your listeners. What? what? Uh, there was a tipster that actually had tipped off uh, several groups of authorities that these uh, fetuses, and it isn't just fetuses, some of them were also other bodies, but that they had been stored in the, at least in the two Detroit funeral homes, the Owasso one is the newest one, but in the two Detroit funeral homes, uh, some anonymous tipster had given information to authorities that they had been storing these fetuses and these bodies. Uh, All of these bodies were bodies that they were people and fetuses that were declared dead. No family came forward to claim them. And so there is a process that goes through to, to funeral homes that are within an area because uh, in the case of, I believe it's Perry, Wayne State University is part of a lawsuit that attaches them that says that they've been inappropriately discarding um, bodies and fetuses for a while now. And this appears to be the proof towards that, that allegation. So it's bodies that no family member had claimed and there's a process to actually cremate the remains and do all this stuff. But um, whether it was to scam money out of governments or whatever it was, the bodies were delivered, but they were never uh, the bodies and fetuses, but they were never cremated after that point. Gross. And so places, these two funeral homes were just literally stocking them up like cordwood. Uh, and finally, uh, I believe it was Perry that got raided first. And then the other one in Detroit was raided shortly after that. But that's when they had discovered um, all all the things that they've been hiding and all the remains that their paperwork initially claims they had taken care of, but they did not take care of. Mm. So they, they don't know the, the, the conjecture right now is it may have been potentially something just to, to be cheap, skim money, because these funeral homes would get a payment to take care of their business. And if you don't have to pay um, a cremation, to take care of that, then you get to pocket some of that money. Uh, when it comes to cremating, especially when it comes to cremating unborn fetuses, you have to get a permit from the city of Detroit to cremate a human body. Uh, when it comes to an unborn fetus, you don't need that permit, and really that comes down to just the amount of actual mass that they have to destroy in the furnace isn't enough to the environmental concerns, um, biohazard concerns, things like that. 
but that it's it's a lot more uh tragic and sad uh than it seems than than scary yeah that's because huh. like i said like how could you walk around knowing that there are dead children in the ceiling and you had a right. hand in that how can you do that and, and yeah, one, going... one of the funeral homes had been taken over by a new owner. Um, and what I really appreciate about that guy is because he was on camera immediately because they did like, we're talking to the new owner. It wasn't I don't me. know which funeral home it was. Well, and the thing for him was because he was the guy that was like, I, I want the investigators to come in again because I want them to keep scanning this building and looking every single possible nook and cranny to find this stuff. Um, and then what he did is he held – uh, a big interfaith get together days after that initial interview on camera. He's like, anyone who thinks they may have been affected, come down. We'll look through all the records. We're going to do everything we can. Uh, I know they also set up um, proper military honors because some of the bodies were military vets that were not claimed by family. Oh my God. And so they had honors done for them uh, while all sorts of funeral homes in the area all came together to get the remains, to cremate them properly after they'd all been logged and all that kind of stuff. So it's nice that there are people that are trying to make as right as possible um, the absolute reign of tragedy that's been going on with that stuff. How could you go into a building every day being the person who did, not not the new guy, but the yeah, the, the owner of the past and then the other, the other buildings, um, knowing that there was dead children in the walls knowing that you had a secret and there was bodies in your building and the fact that i mean like we said that it would eventually smell i mean i like i said i don't know how how long um bodies usually smell if they've been how long after if they've been embalmed um but the thing is that you know that eventually it's going to smell Mm -hmm. and you know eventually you're going to get caught because, you know. It was all just decisions well, in the moment. Like, well, when that happens, well, the, we'll cross the bridge room and get to it, and hopefully I can point the finger at somebody well, else. They, maybe they're like, well, by that point, I'll be gone. And I'll right, I won't be they, working they here. They won't know who did this, you know. Right, that's, that's what they think. Well, if we're going to be honest morbidly, it's a funeral home. What is it supposed to smell like? Yeah, but no. Unfortunately, we'll I mean, that's part of it where it's just like, hey, oh, it smells like death in here. Wow. Well, that's what we do. But that bad? Absolutely. It was very much a case of like, who's going to catch us? Like, who's going to... These bodies weren't claimed, so it's not like uh, there were people looking for them. I now, people were terrified that they had paid for funerals and their remains were cremated. I don't... Um, we don't know the extent of that yet. Sorry. I don't... Okay. Uh, I don't know, though, because I would think with the funeral home, they would try to keep it as clean as possible. They would sanitize it after they have a body in there. Um, Try to keep the smell down because in the funeral home, too, that's where you're having the services, correct? So the yeah, family that's coming in, you don't want it to smell like death in there. Mm-hmm. Um, So you're going to sanitize those tables, sanitize the workspace. Try to keep it, things as clean as possible. Yes, there might be a little bit of smell, but we keep it to a minimum. But if you have all those bodies and that smell like coming from all those bodies, that's going to be overwhelming. Mm. And Some of them were refrigerated, so it looks like they were doing some things to try to control it. The attics may have been really well ventilated to keep out moisture and things like that. They, they were doing things to try to hide it, definitely. Have you seen uh, – not, not that this totally compares, but have you seen uh, – Evil genius. 
on Netflix. Okay. Yeah. It reminds me of that. Um, as far as, have you seen it, Casey? Oh, yeah. She had the the refrigerator and she was trying to. Oh, yeah. The, she didn't she have body. Her, her, her dead ex-boyfriend in there? Yeah. She's like put it in the fridge to try to. I, li- I love that series. I like that actually better than making a murderer. Crazy. Um, I know that wasn't about babies, but the fact of trying to cover that up, cover up the smell, try to do things. Well, too. anytime you know anybody with a deep freezer, that's the first thing you think of is like, are you capable of being right. a serial killer? Yeah. Um, I mean, that's what I think. Is that normal? Well, my thoughts here, I'm sitting here and it's probably not appropriate, but here I am like that fucking place is haunted as shit now. Oh, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. <sighs> Mm-mm. Those babies who never got to fully rest. Right. No, you're going to hear baby cries all the time now. Are you going to yeah. hear, like, where they, uh, the mobile, like, nursery thing? Oh, that would be creepy. Stuff. Seriously. <laughs> someone's going to make a movie of, uh, out of this. Shining, right. shining oh, style yeah. twins in the hallways. Yeah, exactly. They're going to freaking tricycles. <laughs> I have two kids holding hands in the hallway, man. It's weird. I told this lady, come play with us. I told this lady the other day, yeah. she has young young twins. I was like, oh, what are they going to be for Halloween? She's like, oh, you know, this or that. Like she's, she was saying, with, you know, typical girl costumes, whatever. I'm like, oh, if I had twins, I'd, I want to make them into the shining twins. Like, <laughs> I mean, why not? I do love it. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, I just want to have twins just to put them in those. I have, <laughs> a, I have an illustration of them from Steve Shar in my parents' kitchen. My dad just put it up <laughs> nice. in the china cabinet. Good. So, can I tell a grandma Halloween tale? <laughs> it's that what? time of year, right? Grandma's Who's grandma? Someone's grandma. Friggin' grandma. So, did you hear us earlier, James? That it's always the grandma that curses the family. She will bring back an artifact from another country. She will buy that painting, like painted in blood, and it all. Yeah. All these creepy stories start with the grandma. She'll buy the Necronomicon because she's like, it looked like an old book. It might be worth money. Exactly. Grandma should not be cut loose with money. Friggin' grandma. <laughs> Seriously. And especially in different especially countries. Especially in old European countries. God damn it. Seriously. <laughs> grab an old mummy's foot. Like, come on, girl. So. <laughs> <laughs> grab an old mummy's foot. <laughs> the News Tribune. A pushy grandma and ex-lover's revenge and magical meth. Here we go. So October fourteenth, Grandma didn't like the decoration or Halloween decorations in the house, but she took her objections a little too far. The dispatch call reported a domestic assault. Two sheriff's deputies drove um, to the fifty five hundred block of eighty first Street East and met with the caller, a twenty nine year old woman. She stood next to a green pickup truck. Her son, three, sat inside. Deputies noticed a small cut on the woman's nose. She was also wiping blood from the scrapes on her hand. Uh, the woman said she'd been arguing with her grandmother about Halloween decorations. The argument spilled outside as the woman prepared to take her son shopping. Grandma demanded the keys to the truck, which she owned, though the woman uh, used it regularly. The woman said she was trying to load her son into the car seat when Grandma pushed the boy, knocking him down, and punched the woman, smashing her glasses against her nose. Deputy spoke to the boy and asked if he was okay. The boy was quiet. Grandma pushed me down, he said. The woman refused to spill to fill out a domestic violence form. She said she didn't want her grandma to be arrested, but her actions were unexplainable. Deputies spoke to Grandma, 79. She admitted to arguing with the woman, demanding the keys. She denied knocking the boy down. Uh, she said she didn't hit the woman. 
Uh, one deputy said the grandma had a wound on her nose. Grandma changed her story a little. She said she smacked the woman's glasses off, but had forgotten that. Um, deputies cuffed grandma. Da, 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 da. So October 17th, the idea was post-breakup revenge and a message to a former best friend. The dispatch called uh, call reported possible shots fired to coma officers drove to... Uh, the t- oh, wait, these are two some stories. I'm sorry. I thought they were- <laughs> wait, no, they're... <laughs> Are they really? Let's find out. So, <laughs> sorry. The idea was post-breakup revenge and a message to a former best friend. The dispatch call reported possible shots fired. Tacoma officers drove to a 1200 block street of South Ferry Street. Um, they found a blue Kia with a shattered window on the passenger side and a bullet hole in the door. Witnesses said a white Jeep had driven by earlier and stopped near the parked Ikea. A loud bang followed and the Jeep drove away. Um, um, I'm sorry. These are all separate events. I kept thinking from the headline. Isn't that a great headline though? You assholes, a pushy grandma and ex lovers revenge and magical and magical meth. Yeah. It sounds like one really. (laughs) Sounds like grandma was busy screwing shit up. Right. (laughs) I'm like, oh yeah. Grandma story. Grandma, grandma just uh, knocked the boy a grandma assault story. So I'm going to read Welcome my own everybody. story. So <laughs> grandma, grandma gets did mad. She <laughs> knocked her little grandson out. Yeah. Pushed down a woman <laughs> that she was led to. <laughs> she, thought it, out. she thought it was rock candy. <laughs> it was blue. Ret- retracted her story. <laughs> she, she took a big bite out of it. <laughs> it was meth. Long story short. Exactly. You know, Grandma got ran over by a crack pipe. <laughs> uh, oh, Grandma. She, she beat her grandson with a mummy's foot. It didn't hurt him too bad because it kept dissolving. It just kind of went everywhere. It smelled like a Detroit funeral home. It's a Fantastic. <laughs> and the daughter could not be reached for comment. <laughs> So what do you that guys? Magical candy. Police report that your grandma is a Satanist. No, I love grandma too much. I don't want to ruin her day. <laughs> but it does all start with grandma. It starts with grandma. What are you guys doing for uh, Halloween? Do you pass out candy? It's gonna be raining. Does that mean you don't pass out candy? <laughs> no, I I used to. Oh, actually, but... the rain should be passed by then, according to the weather report. I got a Kickstarter launching on Halloween. <laughs> She's like, I don't pass out candy. Was rain? I just children. watch people know. try and get out of the rain. <laughs> do you want to do a political ad on Casey? Casey Pierce hates children. <laughs> she did the rain dance. Come here so I can beat you with a mummy's foot. <laughs> Curse your whole life. This is a probably. The first, this is a probably. This is a probably. <laughs> I, um, dying this is a probably the first year I um I'm not dressed up and <laughs> I haven't gone to no parties. <laughs> so invite me, please. Where is it? I like to party, so if you uh can call up to the studio three. I appreciate it. Um. Sounds like I'm being set up for something. It sounds like there's cops waiting on the end. I ain't going back to prison. 
Small print, 99 cents a minute. <laughs> Would you like to party with me? Well, I mean, that price isn't bad. Okay, I guess. We've been charging you since you've been on about 10 minutes ago, so you want to save the whole thing. Because of my credit card statements, right? Just, you know. <laughs> well, I was wondering why I had to enter my credit card when I called it. <laughs> exactly, like, weird. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I wonder usually... why I would hide my wedding ring all of a sudden. <laughs> Wait, James, are you married? No, I'm not. <laughs> oh. Damn! I was like, well, where's... I, w- I was going with it. I was like, I'm like well, where are you hiding I her? Did. Oh my god! Fifty questions right now, y'all. Yeah, uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm com- I'm comfortable with myself. Uh, so. I usually get into the Halloween spirit usually every year, and uh, I like to get new costumes and not wear the same ones over again. But this year, I was just wasn't feeling it. I'm like, I wasn't either. They're expensive. That's all I kept thinking was. I don't man, I spent a hundred bucks on a costume, mm-hmm. and then it's like hit and miss with Halloween. A lot of times it rains, and this past mm-hmm. Saturday, which was the big Halloween party night for people, because obviously you know Halloween's on Wednesday. So, um, it was rainy and cold, and yeah, it was pretty. Girls shitty. usually like to do the cute little outfit with the little dresses or the skirts and freeze your ass off. And I just yeah. wasn't feeling that this year. I'm like, hair no, and I'm makeup, gonna, no point. <laughs> I'm gonna stay. I ended up staying home on Saturday, and I had to probably just binge watch Californication of David Duchovny without a shirt on. Yeah, <laughs> so you got your tree instead of a trick. Okay, yeah. that's fair. Mm. And it was a cheap night. Yeah. Um but yeah, I I don't know. Just wasn't feeling it. I might pass out candy. I don't know. What other horror movies like normally it's a big season for horror films, but it is. All I've seen is the nun and then the new Halloween movie, but I don't think anything else came out. It's literally all I've seen too. I think they didn't they time the What's the name of that show? It's not House on Haunted Hill. It's Haunted Hill House. Oh, the the um, the, the Haunting of Hill House. Okay, because, yeah, I'm never gonna say that right. Because there's there's a movie <laughs> called <laughs> there's a movie called House the on Haunted Hill. Hill. I know. Yeah, it's, it's not the same the one. Okay. The, no, the, the movie The Haunted, the remake yeah. from the 2000s and the one from the 60s that is based on The Haunting of Hill House, which is a Shirley Jackson book. Oh, well, everybody! I said it wrong in the beginning when I was talking about this series. I'm always, I'm forever going to say it wrong, but everybody I mean, does though. That just came out recently, so it was like timed around Halloween, wasn't it? Or yeah. did I just miss it on Netflix for like a while? No, it no, came it just around, around the, Halloween, but out in theaters. Too. Yeah, but no, out in theaters there isn't any um, good Halloween movies, and usually they plan around Halloween time for scary stuff to come right. out. Mm. Makes me kind of sad. I don't think anybody wanted to compete with Halloween because it's such a big franchise. I mean, the Halloween movie. Yeah, that was actually probably smart of them. But, you know, that's fine. That just means there will be more hocus pocus and, you know, um, other stuff. Mm. What do you guys think about the remake of Pet Cemetery? I have not even seen the preview yet. You haven't? No. I've been what? under a rock. Seriously? I even, so I even saw the, the preview at the movies. I saw it on TV a few times, I didn't too. see it then, either. I don't know why. And I don't even have cable. I honestly, I haven't <laughs> seen one, either. I don't have cable, either, but 
No, I haven't seen. I didn't even know they were making a remake of Pet Cemetery. Are you Are you there? Yeah, oh, I'm here. Can they just Can they stop the remakes? Can they just stop <laughs> no. and just leave? Any Any day now. Any day. Because um, I'm I'm pretty fond of Pet Cemetery, probably because it was one of the first mu- like few first movies I think I ever saw that was like a horror movie. Um, and I have a little bit bitterness from them remaking it. I hope that they remake it and it's like, whoa, that was really good. But there's not many good remakes. Mm-mm. And here's the thing, too. I feel like the audience demographic has really changed. They just want to play it safe and studios know that. So they're like, oh, Ghostbusters. Yeah, I know that. This other brand new film, no, I don't want to see that because I'm not familiar and I don't want to waste my money. But, like, I'll see the 10th Pirates of the Caribbean film, sure. What? I'm familiar with the franchise. Why yeah. did they re- remake A Star is Born three times? Well, the old one uh, doesn't hold up. I didn't know. Part, part of it is, when it comes to the remake stuff, a big part of it is corporate studios are playing it safe. Mm-hmm. And if you're, say, Bradley Cooper and you want a chance to direct a film... You can either br- try to bring a script to these corporations of some brand new material, and even though you're Bradley Cooper, they're going to be itchy because you're not, you know, they, I don't know what that is, but they're like, oh, how about me and Lady Gaga remake A Star is Born, which was a hit in the 70s, and then with Judy Garland in the 50s, and the studio's like, okay, we'll play it safe with that, and in order to get these jobs and these opportunities, uh, you have to come up with the thing to reboot that's it's really it's getting a little bit better but it's still we're still pretty deep in that swing it's gross because i know that one of the versions was barbara streisand wasn't it barbara streisand yep Yep. Uh, chris christopherson yeah so that's what i was thinking too like you just said well why does everyone want to see this movie well lady gaga she really hasn't i mean she's huge in the music scene but and she's been on uh was that american horror or yeah, that? she was on American Horror Story. Uh, but my thing was, where do all these singers start becoming actresses or actors? Like, where does that crossover begin? <laughs> Let's give them uh, a chance cameo. real quick and Generally see how they do. When you're brought on to a show for a cameo is how it starts. And then they, yeah. what, she did okay on the American Horror, and they're like, well, we need somebody who's a big star to draw a crowd in because they know that so many people can relate with Lady Gaga you got a huge fan base and different um, types of people will want to see this one movie because of her. Plus, Bradley Cooper, he's a good-looking man. That'll attract the ladies. That's yeah. part of it. And then there's the, oh, this is a remake of the Streisand Christopherson film from the 70s. That's how they get the older crowd. You're, you're hitting the nail right on the head. Um, in the case of A Star is Born, because remember, Barbara Streisand also was a singer uh, the, her acting and singing are pretty close to each other, but she was a singer first before being an actress. And to bring uh, a female singer of any caliber lower than that um, would have hurt marketing for the film. But she did fantastic in it. As a, as far as, even as a reboot, it's it did really really well. We had I'm not kidding you, a dude in his 80s uh, wearing his full like military veteran his coat and his hat and all that stuff. It was a it was a navy hat. And he went into the theater, he bought his ticket and went into the theater ripping on like, oh, I'm going to watch a Lady Gaga thing. I, I hope she doesn't screw it up. 
the dude was coming out misty-eyed by the end saying, I never thought I'd like a thing with Lady Gaga before. That was amazing. I hear that almost everyone cries at the end. Mm. Uh, it's a tearjerker. Uh, and what's really cool is you get to see a lot of the the woman behind the Lady Gaga persona. And that's probably why it works so well for everybody. Because she, even the singer, the, she becomes a, a big star in the course of the movie. She doesn't mimic the Lady Gaga persona at all. It is very much a different type of pop star persona that they do instead. Uh, and that's a lot of why you can get into it without, you know, if you love Lady Gaga, you'll love it already. If for whatever reason you're still thinking of crap like the meat dress and all that stuff still a million years later, you don't get any of that. And so people were just able to enjoy it. So that that's, I still don't want remakes, but I mean, this one was really good for the audience. And at the end of the day, that's who, you know, that's who matters, right? Mm-hmm. Who's buying them tickets? Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, I never saw any of the old versions. I just know of them. Uh, and I have not seen this new version of this movie yet either. But from what people have been saying, it kind of makes me want to just watch it a little bit. One, because you're always curious Lady Gaga, can she really act? Can she pull off this role? And it sounds like she can from what people are saying. So I'm just curious about that. Two, it's you a remake. Thing. <laughs> yeah, well, two, two, it's a remake. So it's like, well, you really have to put a lot behind it to get a remake, especially a third time remake um, to work out. And three, yeah, I mean, it's nice to have a little eye candy on screen. <laughs> mm-hmm. That no matter no matter how many people will say. Oh, I'm not gonna see that because, or oh, they're even making that again. Like those are the same people that'll be front and center just to see how it does. Like you know, I mean, Star Wars, we're we're running that into the ground, you know. But like I always said, I feel like Star Wars films are when your parents catch you smoking. Like you love Star Wars films, I hear smoke more. People more. Uh, I hear a lot of people saying, "Well, things come into trend and then they fizzle out." So they have their moment for so long till people get sick of them and they go through different phases. And they wonder sometimes with the Star Wars movies and and such. And superhero movies, too. They're Um, waiting for it to go the way of the Western. Yeah. Do you think there's going to be a point where that happens where people just don't care about it anymore? Comic-Cons, things of that nature uh, are not going to be as, you know, hot and happening. And Yep. Do you believe yeah, that? Yeah, I think we're already we're already there. Like yeah. we're right on the edge of that cliff. We're approaching real quick. Cuz everything is just in your face, in your face, in your face. Um the only thing I think it's with supply and demand though that keeps these Comic-Cons like San Diego, New York, there's not enough tickets for all the people that want to go. So it's a hot thing. Can you get in, you know? I got I a think, golden ticket. I think that's what keeps things too a little more fresh mm-hmm. is well, I want to go. There's not enough tickets. Well, I want I want to go. Even if you're not a full on fan of what you know, whatever it may be there, but this the fact that it's exclusive. I remember uh, reading BuzzFeed's top ten things I hate about Comic Con. Oh, that makes me so sad. All right. <laughs> yeah, the number one was, and it's it's really true. No one knows what the hell it is anymore. And it's very, very true. It's because it, everything's become, we've got so many buzzwords, like Comic-Con. That's now a buzzword. When comics don't do well there at all. 
it's all about you know media guests and getting exclusives and things like that. And I'm I don't dog things like that. I think you can sell books to people like that, but it's not about comics. It's it's about media. And you don't want to call it a media expo then because you sound like you're at a dirt mall or something. It's an expo. Well, that's really what it is. And now they're taking. Well, more. and right now, comic is the is the cool word. Now it's cool and it's awesome and it's happening. And so that's why there's that whole ridiculous fight over trademarking Comic Con. Oh, God, yeah. All that silly junk. That's been going on for years. But now they're taking um, the anime, too, and incorporating it more. Where before, like here in Detroit, they have the Yumicon, and and that's more of just an anime-based convention. Mm -hmm. Um, Not so much comic books more targeted towards anime. And you have the Comic Cons. Well, those are mostly, you know, 99% comic books. Well, he, he, like New York, they just had a division, which was the anime uh, section. I'm trying to remember what they called it. Manga? But, huh? Manga? Um, I can't remember what the tickets were called. There was They, they called it a certain thing. Oh. Um, but they said, now we're adding this on. And I don't. Do you feel like that's because there's more demand for it, or that's just to say a little more fresh? Uh, I think well, anime I think has definitely gotten a lot more uh, not so much acceptable, but it's it's on its rise in popularity. Uh, I don't I don't know if it's going to hit the peak that comic books do, but I think it's just a matter of when anything gets big enough, it'll it'll start to fracture up a little bit. And if you look at anime and comics, there there are very um, specific groups of people that exclusively enjoy one over the other. And just like Casey said, you know, manga, manga is just, that's the, basically the Japanese term for the comic. And that's what they, they always call it manga and they'll separate that from comic books. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's definitely just, it's so big. Now the audience is so big. You can comfortably create an anime convention that focuses just on that. And part of that is probably attributed to what Casey pointed out. Um, the, the huge corporate entertainment, uh, pop cultureization of comic cons where TV networks are putting like 50 million TV shows that aren't even have anything to do with comic books um, on the floor of San Diego comic con just everywhere. And so it gets harder to do your anime section when you're getting squeezed out because they need another area for a walking dead panel. Right. Cause instead of going to having... break off and do your own thing. And at the end, that's good. I, I hope once the comic bust hits things like, um, those huge comic convictions can finally go back to what they were originally and more people will be able to have fun instead of having to seek status at those weekends. And cause that's what they're all about is getting together with people that like the stuff you like mm-hmm. chatting it up, buying, selling some books, things like that. And it, it's hard when you have 65 television casts doing stuff in, you know, section H taking up all the space all the time and seeing CW logos every five feet. Right. We forgot that it's actually about the creator meeting experience. You want to create or you want to meet people who created things that, you know, I mean, like no knock against like TV stars or anything. They get the numbers in the door. I always say Absolutely. like Big Bang Theory was the best and worst thing to happen to Comic-Con. It really was because now you have a demographic of people who are not into comic books at all, um, but they have a right to be there. Absolutely. Everyone does. What they should do is hopefully... A television con, I mean, really is what it should be. There should be a TV con mm-hmm. to focus on that kind of stuff. And uh, then you can have the Comic-Con. Because, I mean, that's my favorite thing about Comic-Cons is, you know, I got to meet Mark Wade, 
Um, and that was, that's been still one of my single greatest experiences. One of my favorite comic book writers oh. of all time. And it's not that that doesn't exist. There are media guests and there's TV stars, but that's, you know, it's about that. It was about that art form. Uh, and that's different from producing a television series. It's a completely different world. The thing is that I, with the, I mean, going a little bit back about the anime, I thought, I thought it was kind of funny because if you buy a ticket into the convention for the Comic-Con, the, I was thinking, well, if you had the anime and they want it to be their own thing, they make a section just for that. And that would be included in the price of the New York Comic-Con ticket. So you could go into that and just be, you know, um, but no, it was separate ticket to go into that. So I find that kind of interesting. Oh, of, it's, it's a cash cow. It's another way to make your money. Well, you want to go to this section? Oh, you yeah. gotta pay this. Right. And people will do it. They'll bitch, but they'll do it. And that's the thing is that these promoters got these people in like on strings. We always talk about what's going to happen after the con bubble bursts. You know, and uh, I asked my editor, I said, what happens when that happens? He goes, go back to traditional publishing and go back to bookstores. I'm like, how come we're not in bookstores now? How come we're not at book fairs? Let's do that. People were actually looking for books. And it was, they were all one dayers. We didn't have to stay there the whole weekend. But I can't lie. I do love going to Comic-Con. So. <laughs> you know, they're, they're fun to tell. But I mean, I remember, love, hate. what was it, Motor City Comic-Con when they had Stan Lee? And I remember talking to you guys in the booths trying to do the comic book thing and how you just got completely – all your space was taken up because the line went through the entire building serpentine. Yep. And no one was buying anything because they were just there for the Stan Lee experience or because they had paid all the money they would have spent at your tables to meet Stan Lee. And it's just like, okay, well, no one's really having much fun now because these people are angry waiting in line and they don't give a shit about the aisle that they're waiting in. And so we're standing around doing nothing, and it just gets frustrating for everybody. Right. Yeah. Um, that's the thing, too. I had a guy come up to the booth. When he was walking along, and I just, you know, I do my thing, and I and engage, and I just said, hey, can I tell you about my comic book? And this gentleman seemed like he was on the spectrum. Um and this is this is the part that excused it, but he said in a, a very loud voice, he was like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm just here to meet the big names, the people I grew up with, um, you know, comic book heroes and whatnot. Do you know where, uh, what do you say, Simon Beasley is? And I was just like, <laughs> I don't know, like the, the audacity for one thing to say, I'm sorry, I'm looking for the big names. Uh, but but I, I I could understand I mean to a point because I did feel you like should have written was... Simon Beasley on the back of your hand and then introduced him to it. I stole his <laughs> sign after the show. Nice. I took Simon's the right sign here, and then I as I was at the booth I found an empty forty underneath the table, which is very typical for Simon Beasley. Hell he almost yeah. fought Eric Gutierrez. Did you know that? <laughs> he did. No, but I mean. Kind of makes sense. No, I mean, I, I can believe it totally. Oh, my it's God. So this was at Motor City. Like, this is an infamous story. So, like, he probably doesn't mind me telling it. But he, they were at karaoke afterwards and um, after Motor City Comic Con. And he kept trying to push Eric's buttons because Eric is a, a very uh, large fellow. Uh, or he was. He's actually lost a lot of weight. But he was like, oh, you're a fat motherfucker, aren't you? 
Like, he just kept shoving him and stuff. He's like, oh, you're an ugly motherfucker, and you're about to nigga, knock the fuck out. I was like, oh, my God, he's going to fight Simon Beasley. So what happened? <laughs> um, I don't know. By the end of the night, they were cool because I think Eric just wasn't taking any shit. And I think Simon, like, respected that. And he's like, I really like you. I'm going to draw you a picture. <laughs> and then that night, we got into a conversation because he could not stop doing the Simon Beasley voice. And he was like, how come, like, English people are always coming up with, like, the weirdest sayings, like, let's scrub the floor and see what comes up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It just it turned into a wacky night. But, uh, but yeah, almost fought Simon Beasley. I remember I was so drunk, I did his voice right back to him, and I didn't mean to. Nice. Yeah, I was reaching for a Kit Kat out of this jar, and he's like, the lady the lady needs her chocolate fix. And I go, yes, I do. <laughs> it's a, well, but that was a defensive Simon Beasley, so that was acceptable. It was after he had said something to you. Right, right, exactly. exactly. So anyway. Yeah, you're in the clear. Yeah, so he's a legend. <laughs> he is. Simon Beasley. Oh, man. <laughs> so, anywho. So, you, what have you done to get into the Halloween sphere, James? Uh, a, a lot of it is just like I'm working like crazy this particular week. Uh, the owner of the business has little kids, and so he does his thing with the kids for Halloween. And uh, it's just right around this time, I just like to, you know, write some creepy-ass short stories, do some weird stuff like that, be in the, uh, be in the mood. You know, I dress like a pimp, but I, I dress like that every day because it's just me. So, yep. uh, mm-hmm. That is totally <laughs> not true whatsoever. Speaking of Simon Beasley, I'm going to go ahead and plug myself. Um, <laughs> Simon Beasley, of course, an artist drunk? for... Drunk? Are you going to get drunk and try to fight Eric Gutierrez? I don't understand. <laughs> yes, yes. Call up Eric right now. Um, no, I, uh, I have a Kickstarter launching on Wednesday, very much in the style of heavy metal. That's why I was speaking of Simon Beasley. Um, it's a Viking witch series. They're all self-contained stories called Cirrus. And it's Norse mythology meets the craft, essentially. And uh, it's going to be a good time. It's gory. It's fun. Lots of sex. Lots of violence. And it's uh, it's empowering to women, and it's a turn-on for both genders. I really, really like the series, probably because I wrote it. But uh, J.J. <laughs> Cott does a really savage... That would have been weird if it would have been like, I wrote it, but it's shit, so don't worry about it. Right, right. No, this one I, I stand by. I'm just like, this is this is a fun series. And it was at a time... It came about at a time when I wasn't having fun writing anymore. And um, this is just me cutting loose. So, And I wanted to do something in the style of heavy metal. Something that harkened back to a time when, you know, barbarian women were airbrushed on the side of vans. Like, I wanted to bring that kind of time back. So... Um, yeah, we did Cirrus and the Kickstarter launches on Halloween. Kickstarter has been a real pain in the ass. I'll probably never run one by myself again, but, um, but yeah, I've had a, a lot of help too. But I didn't help Bob, Sally, Frank go one without them. I don't know where it'd be. So, but anyways, we have a slew of rewards. So check that out. Kickstarter, Cirrus, facebook.com slash Cosmic Casey, uh, both with K's. If you're not following me already, please do so and learn all about it. But uh, I think we're going to go to a short break. Uh, James, did you want to call back? Whatever you guys need, whatever you're feeling. If you still want me to annoy you, you're more than welcome to it. Yeah, that sounds good. So uh, All right. I'll message you when to call back. All right, when we come back, good. more crap. And we're back. 
And James, I was about to message you. You can totally call back in. Um, gosh, I'm on 10% battery. What the hell? Mine has more charge than yours. Oh, look at you. So I want to talk about eating sin. Just eating the sin right out of somebody. That sounds... Delicious. Kinky. Like cannibalism. That may eat the sin right out of you. Right. Got some sin in your pants. (laughs) Hang on, let me me get James back here. Sorry, James, I didn't mean to delay you. Oh, yeah, 15 minutes. But, uh, okay, so... Appearing in England and Wales as far back as the 17th century... Oh, here we go. You're just in time, James. Did someone say eating sin? Yes, devilish food cake. Um, so appearing in England and Wales as far back as the 17th century, sin eaters were a university, uh, universally uh, reveled but necessary evil. Um, against the wishes of the church, sin eaters were called in to relieve the deceased of any sins they might be carrying with them into death. Bread placed on the chest on the laid out body sucked up the sins of the dead, clearing them for passage to heaven. Once the sins had been captured, the sin eater sat on the stool facing the door and ate the bread, taking the sins as his own, washed them down with a wooden bowl of ale. There's no doubt this was the most soul most soul crushing profession. Sin eaters were often homeless wanderers that kept moving through the countryside so as not to be caught and executed by church officials. In public they were social pariahs who were avoided at all costs. Even during the sin eating ritual they were barely tolerated. When the sin eater's meal was complete, mourners kicked, punched, and otherwise abused him right out of the door to keep the vulgar contents of his belly from contaminating the house. For his efforts, the sin eater made the equivalent of just a few dollars per meal. Sin eating remained popular in England and Wales all until the turn of the 20th century when England's last sin eater, uh, Richard Munslow, died in Rattling Hope in uh, 1906. In truth, however, sin eating still exists today, albeit in a wholly different shape and form. In traditional Chinese funerals, sin eaters consume the ink Inquities of the dead, which are transferred to dishes of dim sum by a religious authority. Across the world, the Appalachian Mountains of the American South, sin eaters still roam the countryside in search of sins to consume, or so the legend goes. Uh, In the West, there's really only uh, one ancient funerary uh, food custom, um, and that is, I mean, the typical... You know, we're going to put out some coffee and danishes, you know, for people that are going to come and mourn. Have those danishes been placed on the chest of the dead as told to soak up their sin is now what I will be asking at any one of those gatherings. That's so weird because can you imagine like an ocean of people just part and here comes drunk Malloy like uh, with his fucking loaf of bread like. Ah, I'm here to eat the sins. And then he gets real quiet, and he puts a loaf of bread, like, smacks it on the corpse, like, all right, give it a minute. And, like, like imagine, like, a big ball of yeast, and he puts it on there, and it starts rising because the sins start cooking in it. It just starts... And then he just starts, like, go, go to the corner and eat those sins. <laughs> Excuse me, tins? I gotta look out the window sins. while I do this. 
And then I'm probably thinking the whole time I'm making five dollars because these idiots think these the sins are in the bread. <laughs> what? Well, I like that they don't they didn't understand basic like blood pathology. They're like, oh yeah, we're gonna beat the shit out of this guy so we don't get infected by the sin as his skin's getting cut open, he's bleeding all over the floor. Yeah, good idea, guys. Yeah, what the hell? Sealing the flavor. We're just gonna beat him to death because he is homeless. Like oh this is so much weirdness and hatred. <laughs> Such a human thing to do. It's so gross, but it's so human. Yeah. You said where is this at? This was in uh in the during the Victorian era in uh Wales. Victorian. <laughs> when doctors were all high on cocaine all the time too. Ah, that makes right. more sense to me. I love it. Right. Holly, do you have a headache? Here's some cocaine. It'll make it all better. Go get the bread. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Get some uh, unleavened bread for Here, the city. Here's, uh, here's some speed for your weight loss. <laughs> you know, uh, they, okay. they say that today. <laughs> some traditions, you know, some old world medicine doesn't die. Here's some speed. <laughs> Yum. She goes running for the shelter. I mean, my mother's you know, helper. they did have Coke and Coca Cola, so. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yep. Mm-mm. <laughs> Just like Grandma used to I make. I wish we could go back in them old times and have that Coca Cola. That Actually, was good stuff. I was told by someone recently that they still use the leaves to make the Coca Cola, but it doesn't end up, like, it has to go through a process to become like cocaine so it doesn't get you high. But the taste right. that's in Coca Cola, I don't know. So I guess they still. The only thing I know is that they, I mean, they use the cola nut, and that's that's chiefly where the flavor comes from with the cola nut. But I don't know if they use the coca leaves oh. anymore. Oh, okay. I got wrong information, which is not shocking. But yeah, so it's the nut and not the leaves. <laughs> yeah, it's the but. and the nut is considered the cola nut, and that's actually um, part of where the coke gets that very particular kind of bitterness that's enjoyable. But that's where it gets its. Very specific flavor. Is this really what a cola nut tastes like? I've never even heard of a no, cola nut. I don't like the and there's all the other stuff they have around it, but the cola. Are you nut making is what this up? It comes from the cola tree. He could be. I ain't trying to impress us. These idiots are gonna believe in cola nuts. We're gonna go Google this now. Go ahead, some internet ladies. You think I'm scared of your internet? You sound like the sin eater we were just talking about. Internet, like. the inner internet, interwebs. Well, you know, I bet just Simon Beasley was like he was a sin eater in a, in another life. I can imagine that. <laughs> where, where did his name come from again? Okay, <laughs> like you just I, sitting I, there thinking about him. Like, yeah, I'll help you right I'll now. Head eight to six. Bet he was. He, I bet he's. <laughs> I bet he's eating some sin right now. Just spread your legs. <laughs> oh. Do you need to confess tonight? <laughs> Get into my confessional booth and I'll eat your sins. Oh, God. Damn. That's a good line. That is a good line. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but it sounds like the saddest fetish. Just like, hey, baby, let me put this loaf of bread that out of you. That sounds like It sounds like a new porn. Come here, baby. Come in my confessional booth and I'll eat your <laughs> But you're going to have to lay still for, you know, 50 to 55 minutes while the bread rises. And just, it's a whole thing. While just my just bread rises. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Meanwhile, you're, you're trying to make a like, casual conversation like, so did you see the new show on Netflix? 
He said, yeah, the, what is it? The Hill on Haunted How? I could never get the title right. Whatever. Right? <laughs> Hee-haw. <laughs> Hee-haw. 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 <laughs> Man, I saw, I saw that uh, Fred Rogers documentary. Here's in my eyes. I'm watching it. The devil's don't you know. Uh, hey, hey, dude! On the <laughs> hey, dude! Do 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 I love that show. As if, hey, dude! Comes on <laughs> haunted show. Uh, what's the, his name? Bud. What was the guy's <laughs> name with the red hair? I can't. I forget. Around. I thought it was you were like the troublemaker. No, <laughs> maybe I'm just giving the wrong name. But in hey, dude! There was that one troublemaker with the red hair. <laughs> Oh, I'm crying. <laughs> I'm thinking of Hey Dude. I'm thinking about how the chicken Hey Dude was in striptease. Or not striptease, uh, Showgirls. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> kind of. So Showgirls way more Roger. Uh, Jesse Span- Spaniel. Exactly. Spaniel? Uh, that was when she was like, Spaniel? I'm going to prove I'm an adult actress. Well, there went her career. <laughs> but it was the there biggest her- selling DVD of all time. Still is. Really? Something like that, yep. Yeah, showgirls. Wow. And it started that one dude that, uh, you know, what's his name? David Lynch was always humping. What's his name? He was in Dune. He was in what? Dune and Twin Peaks. Uh, Help me out, James. Uh, I will look it up for you right now. Oh, you should know this. Look up Hey Dude as well. <laughs> my, phone, hey dude. my phone died. Let's just uh, watch them. My, my showgirls knowledge is zero for a reason. And, uh, but my Clarissa uh, explains Tom it McClock. all. Get it right or pay the price. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> Who was it again? Oh, Sorry. that was Slitty Shorts. Uh, you're talking about Kyle McLaughlin? Okay, yeah. Okay, Tom you know McClough. what? Forget it because I got the wrong show in my head. I was thinking of Slitty Shorts. Shut up, you were not. <laughs> Really? Yes. And then it, we were talking about Hey Dude, which is a ranch show. Yeah. But I was thinking it was a little bit of a The only episode I remember of Hey Dude was when they were trying to, it was like girls versus the boys, and they were trying to prove that men could like bake. And they put, actually, they put Coca Cola into the muffins, and it started like, I don't know, fizzing over. I love that we came full circle with this. <laughs> and that that is where I get the comparison to a middle school science experiment because I I call that kid from Halloween. I was like these, these kids look like middle school science experiments. That I get it from Hey Dude from that episode because he's like, it looks like a middle school science experiment. I'm like, what if somebody looked like a middle school science experiment? <laughs> <laughs> like the whole cast of Halloween, she says. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, they're all except like, for Jamie. Except for Jamie Lee, and she's old as dirt. And she's the best looking one. I love how you keep saying she's old as dirt, so that don't count. <laughs> <laughs> one foot in the grave, the other on a shotgun. <laughs> the other on a banana pill. <laughs> that her family bought her. It was not Jamie Lee's fault. She was always excellent. Always excellent. <laughs> Poor Jamie. But anyways. Uh, all that Activia. The Activia is what kept her young. Well, you know what? That's wh- that's why I went oh, to yeah. see. A- I went to see Activia. <laughs> I went to see. <laughs> I went to the Activia warehouse. <laughs> I went yep. to see Halloween because I'm like, this script must be really good. Jamie Lee don't mm-hmm. need the money. She's got that Activia money. 
<laughs> this Rolling year must be really good. Yogurt cash, son. Could you imagine? She's like, got my billion dollar check at the Activia, and she just like throws it up in the air like the movies, and she's rolling around <laughs> that Activia money <laughs> while she's spreading yogurt on her body. <laughs> it pays to be regular, son. Exactly. <laughs> you know, the sin eaters appreciate it. <laughs> oh, Activia. I really don't remember much about Hey Dude. I do remember um, a little bit, like, the setting, but that one doesn't stick out as much in my head. I used to, the the neighbor boy, um, when I would... That sounds sexy. The neighbor boy. No, he... all good neighbor boy. No, he was was a real little kid. (laughs) He was, like, maybe four, and he would always... uh, He was four. Like, I would pull up and, like... (laughs) He'd, he'd run to the fence, and I I just kept saying, hey, dude. And <laughs> then I would go in the house. And then his mom told me, like, God, after a month of just saying, like, I, I'm just automated to say, like, hey, dude. And she said he woke up the other day and goes, hey, dude. <laughs> and I just imagine the riff to hey, dude. Like, yeah, he's like a grown-ass adult now. He's like, hey, dude, wonder what happened to her. I know. Mm. She used to bring me the York peppermint patties all the time. I did. That's you were an old soul, man. I know. <laughs> because I'm like, I feel better about this because it's dark chocolate, so he can have this. <laughs> it was always a York peppermint patty. <laughs> I feel better about this because it's dark chocolate. You were thinking that way yep. when you were little. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was thinking that like, like that's what I would bring him all the time. I know, but how old were you at that time? This was like last year. Oh, I was thinking this was your kid too, and you were living back at your parents' house, and there was a little neighbor boy, and you gave him a dark no. job. <laughs> well, this is how to make sure his antioxidant count was good enough. Yeah, here's to last year. I'm trying to prevent your future diabetes, son. I was 32 then, <laughs> way back when last year. The way you just told that story, <laughs> the neighbor boy. <laughs> you sound like Forrest Gump. Now she gives candy to little neighbor boys. That's that's getting dangerous there. The neighbor boy, the movie. <laughs> Just saying, there, are, there are lists. There are lists for people like that. You got to be careful. Oh my god! <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> he just has a room full of peppermint patties that he's collected. <laughs> oh, he ate them. I watched him eat them. I wouldn't sit there and watch him eat them, but. <laughs> Yeah, no, I was going to say, you just made it worse. Like, I'd watched him eat him. I made sure. <laughs> Clarify that. Eat it. I mean, I wouldn't sit there and watch him eat him. <laughs> eat it. <laughs> it's only 150 calories. Eat it. <laughs> Dark chocolate. The calories. I looked at calories for this little boy. I did because sometimes those York peppermints didn't make it home. Mistakes were made. <laughs> I mean, they're delicious. So. Yeah, especially after, out of the fridge. I just wouldn't share them at all. So you're nicer than me. <laughs> I know it sucks. Like, She's oh, on her shit, porch, didn't, like didn't eating them. Make it home in front of the neighbor boy. Like you ain't getting one today, son. son. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. <laughs> hey, dude. Bye, dude. <laughs> bye, dude. Oh man. Well, hmm. we should probably wrap this up. <laughs> But uh, James Fernandez, thank you for joining us tonight. Always a pleasure, ladies. Have have fun. Be safe on Halloween. We will. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, 
Meow. What was that? It sounded like a donkey. <laughs> uh, yeah, I still have to stay up and work on that Kickstarter. So, anyways. But- <laughs> He's like, anyways, what are we doing? <laughs> Happy Halloween. Happy like, Halloween. I dropped my plug. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Cirrus drops a Halloween Wednesday Kickstarter. S-E-E-R-E-S-S. Follow me, facebook.com slash Cosmic Casey, both with K's. We have a slew of rewards. You won't regret it. Pick up the comic book. Thank you so much. Thank you. Appreciate your contribution. And again, I'm Casey Pierce. I'm Holly. And it's just... Good night. <laughs> Good night. Woo!